Hello and welcome to XM Cinema. This is your host, Xavier Mustafa, and today we are talking about Westworld Season 3, Episode 5, entitled Genre. But before we jump into this episode, wherever you're listening to this podcast, first I want to say thank you, and then make sure you hit that subscribe button for me so that you get the episodes every time they drop. And if you're listening to this on Apple iTunes, please give me a five-star review, and then put something in the comments for me. You can tell me I'm doing a terrible job. You can tell me I'm doing an awesome job. You can give me your opinions on these shows as well, and periodically we will discuss some of those on air. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. And now, Westworld Season 3, Episode 5, Genre. So I wanted to put this episode out yesterday, actually, but it was really hard for me to figure out what I wanted to really discuss because each episode, there's so much for you to unpack. There's so much going on. There's so many theories and and references and all these things that you can resort back to. There, there are tons of podcasts that will go into scene by scene and line by line. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do a three-hour podcast on a one-hour show. That's not my style. I like to, you know, get in and get out, you know. So what I want to talk about is some of the key elements of the show. Um, there are some scenes that I'm going to go in depth on. There's some that I'm just going to kind of breeze over. But uh, this episode, really, I want to say that Sorak and Caleb were pretty much the stars of the show, uh, or at least this episode, rather. Uh, we get a lot of the backstory of Sorak um, and how he ended up being the person that he is present day. Uh, so when the episode starts, it is Caleb and his brother. They're out in the field, and they see their hometown of Paris get blown up, get destroyed. And it's just him and his brother. So you come to find out that his brother is actually a genius. So the two of them together... They come up with a system, and at the time we meet Liam Dempsey Sr., uh, that program is called Solomon. Uh, we know that it's going to eventually be called Rehoboam. Now, I may be butchering that name, but that's the name I'm going to go with, Rehoboam. So when we meet them as, looks like they're in their early to mid-20s, um, they get into bed with... Liam Dempsey Sr., who owns the company Insight, which is a great parallel to when Westworld started. You had Robert Ford, you had Arnold Weber, and they got in the bid with Papa Delos, as I like to call him, uh, who is um, Jim Delos, who owns the Delos company. So you kind of got that little parallel there where, you know, it's these, you know, geniuses that come up with this idea and they need a money man to come and help him out so that person is Dempsey Sr. and he's on board at first but then he decides to say you know what I, what is this thing doing like okay this is doing great at predicting history but what is it doing for us now so what they do is they decide to show them a piece of what Solomon can do and they start manipulating the stock market for Dempsey's game so he's happy with it at that point. He just made him millions of dollars. So everything is fine until Dempsey, who starts to get curious about some things, ends up coming across a, I'm going to call it a rehabilitation center. And he comes across it. He sees all these people in like these glass rooms. People are, you know, there's some people that are crying. There's some people that are staring off in space. 
you know, and he sees somebody and like, you know, hey, how can we help you? He's like, I'm looking for Sorak. And they were like, oh, he's right there. And Sorak is in one of the rooms with his brother. Apparently his brother had went, I guess, insane or mad or whatever you like to call it. And he is being housed in this in this facility. You come to find out that this facility is for people that the system, which uh, I will assume is Rehoboam at this point, um, has determined to be what's called an outlier. An outlier is a person that the system cannot control or manipulate. So it's basically a way to pluck them out of the system so they don't mess up anything. Now, what Sirach wants to do is see if he can actually, you know, reprogram, if you will, or um, I guess you could say reprogram, reprogram these people to maybe be able to be adjusted back into society. But, you know, we we don't know at this point if there's been any successful trials. But, you know, he was hoping that, you know, maybe this will work on his brother. Uh, but, you know, as of at that point, it hasn't. Uh, fast forward a little bit. Dempsey ends up being murdered by Sirach because he wanted to put a plug on the whole thing. He thought that, you know, it's kind of inhumane of him to have all those people there like that. So I was like, listen, we can take these people out of the system or we can, you know, put them in the army and they can all die. You know, I want to try to help them. But Dempsey's like, no, that's, that's not, that's not cool. So he ends up getting killed by Sirach. Um, and then I think we can probably jump to Dolores' storyline. You got Dolores, Dempsey Jr. And Caleb. They're all walking. Now, you have Dolores, the main Dolores, which I like to call Dolores Prime. And then you have the Delori, which I like to call them. Uh, you got Delori Connell, who is the, I, I think he's a security guy, like maybe head of security, I don't know, for Insight. Um, or, not or. And you have Delori Hale, which is Dolores inside of Charlotte Hale's body who was on the board of Delos. And then you have Delori Soto. I'm pretty sure it's Soto. Um, sorry if I, if I messed up the character's name, but I believe it's Soto. Um, he That is Dolores inside of the Japanese gentleman's uh, body uh, from Westworld, who uh, killed Babe last episode. So, you know, you got those three, and then you got the uh, Bernard, and then we have this other host, that we don't know where they are or who they are, but rumor has it that it's whoever's in Berlin because they make references or references. Can't pronounce that word for some reason. They make references to LA, San Francisco, a couple of areas and Berlin. And we know that Charlotte Hill is in one, Kano is one. Uh, Dolores Prime is in one, so the only one that's left out is Berlin. So that's what I'm assuming this other character is. And I do want to speculate that I don't think they're going to make all of those pearls that she stole, or I don't say so, but she did kind of steal them, that she took from Westworld into the real world. I don't think they're all Dolores's. I think that other one has to be someone else. Who that other person is, I'm not sure. I could probably pick up on some clues once we actually meet them in the story, but I don't think that one is another Dolores because I think if that was the case, we've all, we would have already been introduced to her or him. 
or whoever body they're in, you know, so we could say, you know, it could be a him inside of a her. Who knows? But so we go back to Dolores Prime. He she is with Liam Jr. and Caleb. So there are these glasses that pop up that Dolores puts on Liam Jr. where Liam Jr. can access what it seems like Rehobohem's memory bank, if you will, and can determine, or I guess not determine, but read their profile. You know, who they are, what they did, what they're going to do, what they're projected to do, things like that. So we, we're only assuming at this point because we're looking from the other side of the glasses. So all we see is things like scrolling across, but we don't get it from Liam's point of view to see actually what he's looking at. So he looks at Dolores and he's like, you're not even in the system. And then he looks at Caleb and then all of a sudden he gets like frightened of Caleb. And he says things like, you don't even know who you are. And you are the worst of them. And that really just sticks out in my mind that he said that you are the worst of them because we, we, we've we already been speculating that, okay, maybe he's a host. You know, maybe he's not a host. Maybe he could have been one of those people because he's definitely an outlier. He could have been somebody that may have been rehabilitated in one of Ciroc's, um facility. And I say one of them, we don't, we're not really sure if there's multiple of these or not, but you know, maybe he came out of that. All we know is Caleb really doesn't know. And we know that he's having these flashbacks of some time when he was doing something, which seems like it was with the military could have been, he could have just been a regular soldier. He could have been a black ops person. I'm not sure, but it kind of looks like it may be more so on the black ops side of things because the, one of the flashbacks that we get in this episode is him with a hostage that's in has a bag over their head and stuff like that. And, you know, they seem like they're holding him hostage. And then we also see that he, you know, is with his friend when he dies. And we also see him strapped down to a bed, and it looks like he may or may not have been experimented which makes me think that he may have been one of the people that was in Ciroc's rehabilitation center. So I'm going to go on record with that prediction. I also think that's the case because when Ciroc met with Delorei Hill um, in episode two, I think that was, he made references that he had a second person under his control. Now, I can't remember if he said specifically in Delos or just period, because Caleb could be that other person that may be under control by Ciroc. Because it doesn't necessarily have to be, oh, you're a computer and I'm controlling you. It could be, I have manipulated your mind or I have you know, put you through this reconditioning so that you do what I want. It could be one of those situations like that. So I'm excited to see how this Caleb thing turns out. But basically, um, they use Dempsey Jr. to gain access to the system. Um, Caleb is tripping balls because Dempsey Jr. injects him with a party drug called Genre. 
Now, we find out when they run into Giggles and Ash, who are the two people that uh, Caleb was working with when he was doing that Crime for Hire app. And he's like, yeah, there's five stages to this. You know, watch out for Act 5. It's crazy. And you find out all these different acts are kind of like movies. So the first one was like homage to like a movie that Lisa Joy and I think Nolan really liked from back in the day, which I I don't know anything about, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Um, One is like a love story. One is like an action movie. Um, And then the last one is like, I I would want to say maybe a horror movie because it had the Shining theme associated with it. Um, So, yeah, that's uh, Caleb Tripping. Um, So, rewind back to Dolores getting access from Dempsey Jr. She basically got that information, sent it up to Delorai Kano, who's running around with Bernard. And so Bernard is kind of like, hey, what are you doing? Do you know why you're doing this? You know, you're just blindly following Dolores. And he's like, you know, he tells Bernard that Bernard is the only one that cannot be replaced. There's also a conversation between Dolores Prime and Dolores Kano where Dolores Prime tells Dolores Delorai Kano that Bernard, you know, try to protect Bernard. So um, once she gets the key from Dempsey Jr., sends the information up to Delorai Kano, who gets Sorak's file from Rehoboam, sends that to her, and then proceeds to send everybody in the world their profile with Rehoboam. So basically all these people, they get text, basically a text message that when they open, it has all the information Rehoboam has on them, including what type of personality they are, what they friend, what their friends thinks about them, like what they say behind their back. One said, you know, um, they would describe him as an a-hole and arrogant and, you know, uh, flaky, you know, stuff like that. One lady finds out that she's going to die in five to eight years from Alzheimer's. Um, I think it's the same lady, founds out, finds out that her child, because of what she searched on the internet, has a high probability of depression and will take her own life. And I think that was a five to eight year span. So you have all these people reading their profile and it was a really, really surreal scene for me because I'm sitting there thinking like, if I had the ability to know what this system has predicted would happen to me, would I want to know? One of the things that like Ash gets on her, or I, I don't know if Ash is a male or female, I'm sorry. I, I think it's a. I think it's a guy, but I'm not sure. But Ash gets a message about her. I believe it's her brother, because they really don't say what the relation is. But we know that Ash is doing crimes to help support. I guess keep food on the table and to get this person through college and stuff like that, so they can go on to be something great. Well, we find out from Dempsey Jr. when he has the glasses on that. Whatever she does, it doesn't matter because where that kid's going to end up being is going to make her look like an angel. So 
but she gets something that's saying that the guy who's she's trying to look after in the family is actually going to die of a violent death. Um, so, like I said, it's, it's really, really surreal, like, you know, seeing these people go through these emotions. Um, the music, great job on music from them because they, they, they played the right music to evoke the right uh, emotional response, if you will, uh, for the moment. So then you got people fighting, you got people arguing, you got people destroying things, you got people driving on top of cars, just having a good old time, and it's because, hey, they know what's going to happen or what could possibly happen, and, you know, they're like, whatever, they're just dealing with it. So then we get to back to Sirach, who finds out all this information has been released. Um, he's not happy about it. Uh, so he ends up like finding out that it was where Delora Kano was that this breach happened. So Kano tells Bernard, Hey, you and Stubbs, you guys got to get out of here and go. Um, you know, some of us may die, you know, but we're, we're all here to do a job. You need to do yours. So he tells them to, to go as they're leaving. Um, this lady comes up and she says, Sorak wants to talk to you. Um, they go into this office. Sorak's hologram comes up and he's like, hey, I'm kind of surprised that this came from here. You know, and he's like, oh, let me look into it. And so there's this device under the desk that he waves this kind of like badge thing at that makes it activate. And then he goes to the computer and he was like, you know, we need to keep our enemies close. Um, and then he said, um, oh, I know exactly who did it. And he was like, who did it? He was like me. And then he touches this electronic in-desk keyboard, uh, and everything blows up on that floor. So Delore Kano is no more. Um, everybody on that poor floor is no more. And you get, uh, Bernard and Stubbs actually looking at, you know, all the destruction that has happened. So fast forward, you get to Caleb and Liam Jr. as well as Ash, Giggles, and Dolores Prime. They're all on the beach walking towards, I'm assuming at this point, airplane hangar because that's where she ends up being. So they're walking towards this. And Ju Dempsey Jr. is kind of like, you know what? You know, you guys aren't going to kill me because that's not the kind of people that you are. You guys are going to rob me and take everything I have. You know, can you just do it and let me go? So Ash decides to shoot Liam. And Ash's thing is like, you know, kind of, you know, you don't control me. I'm going to do what I want to do. So Ash and Giggles, they walk off. Caleb, who's on the last part of his trip, like I said, it's probably the horror movie trip. That's what I'm going to call it because they played the, again, like I said, they played the theme to The Shining, is simultaneously trying to help Dempsey while having flashbacks of his friend dying because they're very similar, you know, bleeding out and, you know, him trying to, you know, stop the bleeding and all that good stuff. So Liam is basically like, get off me. 
like get away from me like get off me like he still has that fear for him from him for some reason and he's like what did i do he was like tell me what did i do who am i like and he's like yelling at him and dolores like we gotta go we gotta go so he goes off with dolores dolores makes it to the airplane hangar um when she i guess they didn't start really getting there but the, the next scene is just her there in the airplane hangar with a hologram of Ciroc. And so her and Ciroc has this conversation. And I kind of want to go over this word for word because it's a pretty great dialogue and a lot of foreshadowing going on here. Ciroc says, this is my system and I alone control it. And she replies, the world that made me, they thought they always had control. They're all dead now. You think you know me? Oh, Shrock says, you think you know me because you watched a few of my memories? And she replies, I don't need to know you, just how to beat you. And then he replies, you've died too many times, Dolores. You're beginning to think you're immortal. And then Dolores replies, I can be killed. The same for you. Your God can't protect you or your people. And then he replies, I would sacrifice much more to protect my kind. And then he says, we are all flawed, but I can change that. And then she replies, like you changed your brother. It's time everybody wakes up. Then uh, she walks through Ciroc's hologram. They show Ciroc back on his plane. And he looks at his watch. And his watch is this pretty cool where it's like a white watch with a black ring in the middle of it. And from what I can tell, it's connected to Rehoboam. And anytime there's something going on that I'm assuming that the system or is not agreeing with the system or is going against the system or anytime there's a problem, that ring starts to bleed at a certain point into the white area around the ring. Um, so this thing is kind of going crazy and he's like, you know, kind of, so it was a brief fit for a minute, but then you kind of looked at it. It's kind of like plotting his uh, next move. So Caleb, who's at the airplane hangar, gets a package from the guy. He's like, what is this? He's like, I don't know, man. I'll just deliver it. He tells Dolores, maybe people shouldn't know their fate. She disagrees and says that it's their right to know. You wanted to know, right? He replies, well, maybe I'm not like other people. Dolores says, neither am I. So the cool thing to me about this whole ending sequence is I'm pretty sure that Dolores knows exactly what Caleb is. And when I say what Caleb is, whatever Liam found out about him, I think Dolores may know and may be exploiting that. I don't know, but I, I really think, because at first I really wasn't feeling the Caleb character, but now I'm, I'm all on board. I, I love this show. I think this is probably one of the best shows on television right now, hands down. They always keep you guessing. You can never take anything for granted on this show because everything means something. And usually you won't find out to the end, but it's great to speculate in the meantime. So that's my thought on, thoughts on this episode. I would like to thank you all for joining me. And again, wherever you're listening to this, please subscribe. Hit that subscribe button for me. Show me some love. And if you are listening to this on iTunes, please leave me a five-star review and some comments. I really appreciate it. Again, you can catch me on my social medias at XM Cinema on Twitter, 
Also, the same thing on Instagram and coming soon on YouTube. So everybody have a great rest of your day, and I will see you later on this week when I'm going to be reviewing the challenge uh, from MTV as well as the next episode of Survivor. So take care. Have a good night.